0: podcast answer man episode number 334 entertaining educational and encouraging content that makes a difference this is GSPN.tv. join the community hi everybody this is captain jeff from the airline pilot guy podcast everything i know about podcasting i learned from cliff ravenscraft the podcast answer man Now, I may be a captain for a major U.S. legacy airline, but Cliff is the captain, no, Cliff is the chief pilot of podcasting. So sit back and relax, tray tables and seat backs in their upright and locked positions. Podcast Answer Man is cleared for takeoff. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet recorded that first episode, there's something we can all do to take our show and, of course, everything else we do in life to the next level. Well, my friends, I am so excited about today's show, and I can already tell you it's going to be at a minimum a one hour and 11 minutes in length, and that's because I'm re-recording the introduction to this episode because I have a very special guest today. My wife, Stephanie Ravenscraft, is on this episode of Podcast Answer Man You're going to hear a little bit more about that in just a few moments when I bring her on live. But before, and by the way, today, we are going to be talking about five tips for getting your spouse on board with your entrepreneurial journey. Uh, So many wonderful things we shared, and I can't wait to play that for you. Before I do, I want to make just a couple of announcements really fast. And first, I'm going to tell you that Skype has announced back on november 6th they did uh back down on their decision to stop supporting their desktop api basically a couple episodes ago i told you that um the folks over at pamela the the software recording solution for the windows pc they had announced that skype was shutting down this api the desktop api and their recording software would no longer function after december and they had mentioned that this was going to affect pretty much every recording software out there. I since came back and told you that call recorder over at Ecamm, they said their software was gonna continue to work, and well, we don't have to worry about that anymore. Skype reported, previously we shared that we would retire the desktop API later this year, Uh, however, I'm happy to share that we will be extending support for two of the most widely used features, call recording and compatibility with hardware devices. So call recording is going to continue to be supported in any software that currently works, should work beyond the end of this year. So I just wanted to give you guys that update. I meant to give it to you last week, but just had so many other things on my mind and uh, tempted to just hold off until next week to tell you, but I really know that some of you are freaking out about the December deadline to find a solution and now you no longer have Any need to fear the end of the year because Skype will continue to support their desktop API for recording calls. So feel free to continue to use that Pamela software, which is great, by the way, because my second announcement that I want to make for you is to tell you that my podcasters guide to recording co-hosts, guests and podcast interviews. This is a tutorial tutorial that I had been wanting to put together for years. I finally recorded it two sessions back of my podcasting A to Z course. Two different sessions had had the privilege of going through this uh, this tutorial and they have loved it. And I've been meaning to put it on my website for sale and I've get so many questions about how do I do this and what should I do, what equipment do I need if I wanna do uh, recording into this computer versus if I decide to do it like hardware with mix minus like you do. All of that stuff is answered in my podcaster's guide to recording co-hosts, guests, and podcast interviews. It is a tutorial that is now, finally, available for sale on my website. All you need to do is go to podcastanswerman.com slash products or go to podcastanswerman.com and click products up in the nav bar and you'll see a list of all my tutorials and you'll see that there. The only other thing that I just want to say is that my final podcasting A to Z course for 2013 is coming up starting this coming Monday, November 18th. I already have 23 students signed up. Usually, I consider a class full when I have 20 students, but I do have room for a couple more. And so with that, I'm going to go ahead and play this promo and then we'll get right into the conversation with my lovely wife.
1: Are you thinking of launching your own
0: podcast
1: and don't know where to start? You could have your own high quality podcast online in just under four weeks, even if you have absolutely no technical knowledge about how podcasting works.
0: Intrigued? Intrigued? Intrigued?
1: Since 2006, Cliff Ravenscraft, a podcast answer man, has trained thousands of people on how to launch a successful podcast. Cliff has coached top ranked podcasters such as Pat Flynn. Michael Hyatt, Michael Stelzner, Dan Miller, John Lee Dumas, and the list goes on.
0: Podcasting A to Z is a four-week group training course that leads you step-by-step through the setup of your very own podcast. Not just the technical side, but also the mindset that goes into creating a successful show as well. One thing is certain. Sure. At the end of four weeks, you will have experienced one of the best investments you can make in taking your message to the
1: next level. To learn more details about the course, head to Podcasting A A2Z.com. Podcasting A2Z.com.
0: And well, my friends, it is that time. Stephanie, I cannot believe this is your first visit to the Podcast Answer Man, like in the studio.
1: You've never invited me before.
0: (laughs) I know, I feel (laughs) so bad. You know, know, here's the deal. I, I feel like You know, there's a part of me that now wanted to put this off for a very long time because it was my idea to invite you as a guest on Podcast Answer Man several months ago. Right. And Michael Hyatt beat me to it. He brought Gail onto his podcast. And then I'm like, I can't bring Stephanie in now because, well, if I bring Stephanie in now, everybody think I'm doing it because Michael did it.
1: Yeah, I know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but this was something that I had planned on doing quite some time ago. I did not necessarily want to wait 334 episodes for it to happen. Now, the reality is, though, is you have been on podcast Answer Me On before.
1: I have because you released our um, a talk we did for the No More Mondays cruise, right? Yep. Is that the only time?
0: I think so. It may be the only time.
1: Well, it's the only time I've spoken with you. So
0: <laughs> I'm not sure if I I, I put out your episode uh, or the a recording of the talk that you gave. So yeah, I don't
1: think I don't think it did. I don't know.
0: But I do know that the the talk that you and I did gave telling our story of how we went from podcasting as a hobby about the TV show Lost and how it turned into our full time career. We did that together. Uh, it was the most accurate account. Finally, because my wife is the factual, factual person. She's the fact keeper in our home. Thank you. And uh, she always tells me when I'm inaccurately giving you false dates. It's like, wait a second. No, this definitely happened before this.
1: It did. Um, I am good at that. I'm also I'm also the missing object finder in our house has nothing to do with that. But those seem to be like the two things that I'm good at. I just thought I should bring that up as well. (laughs) <laughs> thank you yep.
0: yes exactly so. maybe,
1: maybe what it is is that i find those missing dates that you leave out <laughs>
0: exactly so anyway uh, you have been here before but i am honored to have you here today and i have no doubt never been here live before you've never been here live before and i have a fear that uh we may have this overman, you know overwhelming demand for people saying hey uh hello we want the podcast answer woman on the show
1: um well i'm really good at saying no to people and since this is my normal thursday nap time (laughs) i would be really good at saying um no okay yeah
0: gotcha well anyway thank you for coming
1: you're welcome thank you for having me
0: and the first thing that um i wrote into the show notes that are already pre-written for this is that One of the reasons I wanted you here on Podcast Answer Man is because last week I told everybody we went to the platform conference and we were shocked at the number of people who actually had no idea that you had podcasts. And well, first of all, they didn't know you had a podcast. Some people suggested what? So when are you going to start your podcast?
1: And I'm like, "Uh, what are you talking about? (laughs) Like, do you got something in mind that I should be sharing? Because... For me, and I had said this to someone else that, that said the same thing to me over the course of those three days, was that for me, it, it podcasting is a natural extension of our family now. Mm-hmm. Um, our youngest daughter, who's eight years old, does not know a time without podcasting because she was eight months old when we started The Lost Podcast. So while I get that, you know, when I'm talking to people and people say, so what do you guys do? And I my first question is always do you know what a podcast is because there are so many people who still don't know what a podcast is but to us it's a natural way of life right like there is no other way to get your voice out there than to have a podcast in my mind that's how I think
0: exactly well there is no other there is no better way
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay but in my I'm not a very good writer so to me blogging is out right Um, in my mind there is no other way than than podcasting and it's a natural extension of our family. So I was just like in shock when people were like so when are you going to start yours and I'm like um dude I've been podcasting for as long as Cliff has.
0: Yeah. Well, I I I have you up by 1 week.
1: <laughs> That's right. You recorded like some pre yeah the yeah the, fir- yeah the
0: first episode was called generally speaking and it okay. was going to be a podcast that was my solo show. And people said, "Dude, we want you to talk about Lost because the first episode yeah. was about Lost." And and I'm like, "Okay, well, if I'm going to talk about Lost every week, uh, you know, I'm going to bring the person who introduced right. me to Lost, and that was you." We'll get into that in just a moment. But, um, well, tell us a little bit about the podcasts, plural, mm-hmm. <laughs> not just one, but okay. the podcasts that you have been a part of. Now, you don't have to name them all because right. you've been a part of a lot. I've
1: but- been. We've done. Um We've done various multitudes of entertainment podcasts over the last eight years. I've been a part of, I think, all of those. Yeah. From, I mean, Lost and Grey's Anatomy and Desperate Housewives. I mean, so many shows. And then we read Twilight and um, Hunger Games. So entertainment podcast, I'm really good about talking about what I know. And I know TV.
0: (laughs) Stephanie does know TV.
1: So, oh my goodness, way back when I started a podcast called The Full-Time Mom... Uh, several episodes in, I brought in um, my best friend to tell a story, and that just became a thing. We sat down, and I think for like two years, did the full time mom together, just talking about our kids and our family and our husbands, and just us. I mean, that was it, and people loved it. Became a season in our life where it wasn't, it wasn't right to continue that together. I continued it on for myself for a while. So there was the full time mom, and now um, Sarah and I have come back together to. Re- we started a new podcast um, probably two and a half years ago, um, Authentic Life Radio, and we talk authentically about our lives and the lives of our family. And yeah,
0: so. That, yeah. So and and of course we also have a show that we do together that's not entertainment based, although it is very entertaining. I think at times, which is family from the heart. Uh, and that is a show that we've been doing for five years now. I think maybe, so. Maybe five, five and a years. half years now.
1: Which is family from the heart. And we talk authentically. I don't know how to not be authentic. Right. Like, I think that that's something that people don't really know about me. I don't know how to not be real and just say, this is who I am. You either like me or you don't. Yeah. <laughs> and so very real share our successes and our failures as as a family and as Husband and wife, and what's going on in our life, and that's found there, and it still continues today.
0: It does. In fact, we have an episode later today. Yes,
1: directly <laughs> after lunch. Which is good because I'm hungry.
0: <laughs> yeah, it'll be good. Anyway, so Stephanie has been very much involved from the beginning. And the thing is, is, I don't. I know for a fact I've never hidden the fact. Now, I don't talk about our story in every episode of Podcast Answer Man. And I don't talk about our story in all my tutorials that I do. And the majority of the people... Well, because who, it
1: doesn't belong in all of those places.
0: Exactly. And so a majority of the people who find Podcast Answer Man find us as a result of a referral or because of the learn how to podcast tutorial and all this other stuff. And And it's very technical and, and, and stuff like that it helps you get what you need and stuff. And they usually start with the most recent episodes and maybe go back and listen to, you know, 10, 20, 30 episodes. But not everybody goes to the about page and watches the video uh, that I did at Blog World 2011 where I actually told our story. It's okay. A, it's a 1-hour video okay. of us of me telling my st- of our telling our story. Of, you can
1: say it. No, Go ahead. Say no, it. it. It's, say, it's, say it's me telling my story. Go ahead say it's it. It's
0: me telling our story. And because it is our story. Right. And that's what I that's why I want you on the show. I, I it's like, this is Stephanie has to come here and tell you guys that, you know, you under you have to understand. And, and it's it's so interesting of, of of the saying because it's become even more meaningful to us now. But behind every great man, there is a great woman. And I wanted to bring this great woman and introduce her to you guys so that you can understand just how blessed I am. And how much she is a part of everything that you hear going on. I mean, you hear about these successful podcasting A to Z courses. I mean, uh, my business today, is, I mean, in, back in 2011, we, she stood by me when we only made $11,000. That was
1: 2000, was that 11? I'm really? sorry, 2008. 2008.
0: 2008 I, was say, that's I keep just saying, two years ago. <laughs> no, it was 2008. We only made $11,000 in personal income. But today, our business routinely makes between twenty dollars to $50,000 a month. And none of this would be possible, although you don't necessarily hear her name or see her face in the videos and all this other stuff. But none of it would be possible if it weren't for Stephanie. And so, I, you know, I wanted her to come here and get the recognition she deserves. Well, thanks. And also, I wanted and, and to give you a little intro. And by the way, those, those podcasts that we told you about. We have a network. It's called the Generally Speaking Production Network. You may have recognized at the beginning, it actually says this in front of all of our shows. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is gspn.tv. Join the community. That's right, gspn.tv. And together, my wife and I have created a total of 31 podcasts. And between the two of us, there are over 3,200 podcast episodes. And we now... Do you know
1: how painful it is for me when people are introducing you and they say that he's produced 3,100 podcasts? And I'm like, no, he didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Not by himself. Yeah. No, I'm not... (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Steph Stephanie's been a part of a lot of those episodes. And and in that 3200 episodes, I guess there you could take the ones where it's you and Sarah in mm-hmm. Authentic Life Radio and or full-time mom
1: or me by myself or
0: me you by mm-hmm. yourself in those shows and those are included there so okay right. just over three you you're so, right bring me down bring
1: the way to cut in. you down i'm sorry somebody I, had to do that's it. all
0: right I, I just added 30 <laughs> new episodes of pursuing a balanced life so i'm you're good i'll, I'll work myself up there babe <laughs>
1: well i'm sure you will and um i'm sure you will
0: so um if you guys want to check out the different shows that stephanie and i have go to gspn.tv forward slash shows, and you'll see an entire list of the shows that we have currently and the ones that we have in the archives that you can check out if you're interested. Now, today, eventually, I want to get to this thing where we're going to talk about uh, five tips right to getting your spouse on the same page with your entrepreneurial journey. This, for me, I deal with, you know, I actually started out as a podcast consultant, and then I realized that it's not just consulting on the technical stuff, but becoming a coach on on how to connect with your audience and how to do this, and and as I'm building a business about all these different things, I realize that now I'm not just a podcast consultant and coach, but now I, you know, I'm I'm also a business coach and a life coach, and and that that's a, a, like a natural progression of where things seem to be going for me personally and in this business, and I really enjoy that. And the one thing that I consistently get over and over again is the number of people who find themselves dissatisfied with their day jobs. And they resonate with me and my story, our story, uh, but they resonate with what they know of my story, of a guy who had this hobby and found a passion for something he loves, uh, started doing it as a hobby, and built it into a really successful full-time income. And they're like, man, I love that. And they have a great idea. some of them, have a great idea. They have a very intentional focus. They have wonderful talent for what they're doing. The only thing is, is like me, the only life they've ever known is the life of an employee. They have no business acumen or anything like that as far as what it takes to run a business. But they're willing to learn. They're willing to make it. And they've actually been dabbling in this side project for a little while. And and putting countless number of hours so you know that the investment is there their heart is there but there are those out there stephanie who tell me that their greatest struggle is the fact that their wife just doesn't get it their the, the the wife is just not on the same page with them and they're like how does that happen how do you do this how, it's like and and my number one recommendation if your wife isn't on board don't do it Uh, there, there's no, there's only one person. I I do know one person whose wife was not on board and I've heard this person's story. He's extremely successful today, but he's no longer married to the person that was his wife when he made the decision to pursue this. That's his own personal decision. So my suggestion is if you want to remain married, (laughs) then don't pursue something on the side without the support of your spouse. And and obviously we realized that and, and, I, and this is something that uh, Michael Hyatt and Gail Hyatt uh, made clear on their show when they did their whole how to you know, the, their gifts that you can give to your uh, supporting spouse and stuff like that, that it's not just the men who are um, entrepreneurs or have this journey that they want to go on, that it could be reversed. You know, it could be the wife who has this thing on the side mm-hmm. and the husband is the one who's apprehensive and doesn't get it. Understand that we're going to speak from our experience and you can just make that jump, you know, as it as you see fit. So we are I'm not going to go out of my way to say it could be this. Mm -hmm. We're going to say I'm going to be very sexist and say it's the husband. And and we're going to talk about the supporting wife, although we may actually say spouse. Okay. All right. Just because that's our journey and that's who we are. That's fine. Okay. So with that being said, Stephanie, Mm -hmm. let me look at the time here. We're doing good. I'd love to ask you, um, what is it first and foremost that made you decide to get involved in "quote unquote" this crazy idea? When I said came to you and said, "Hey, do you want a podcast with me?" Can you remember that day and what what was what I actually even said to invite you?
1: I don't remember what you said, um, other than it was something you wanted to do. It was something you were interested in, and there was this husband and wife. Um, from Hawaii and they were doing this lost podcast and we could do that and I laughed at you I think and um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding um, but I had just come off of this um, Bible study through our church and I do not remember what it was called I'll have to do some research to find out but um, this the study that we had just finished was about investing in something that your husband is interested in um, investing in a A hobby that you can do to spend more time with your spouse um what is it that they are really into that you could probably play along with to um to have that more um quality time or that more one-on-one time and so i'm pretty sure i told you no first and came back and said "Eh, if i have to yeah (laughs) um Probably not those exact words, but I can tell you that my attitude was because Jesus told me to, not because Stephanie wanted to. <laughs> Very <laughs> you, much.
0: You know, I, I, as you're saying this, I don't remember you saying no at first, okay, and then coming back. But now that you say it, I, I, I that is starting to. Yeah. I am recollecting that. So, so when you when you read this Bible study that said you know support you know if you really wanted to have a deeper connection in some areas you know, involve yourself in some of his hobbies or one of his hobbies at the time when you read that, do you remember? Cause obviously you podca- didn't have any hobbies I, you worked all the time. Is we hadn't even
1: started podcasting yet. I mean, it may have been, it may have even been a few months before, you know, um, or we had just finished up for that fall season, you know, and you came to me in December. But, um, so it, it wasn't like I was actively in that, um, Bible study at that moment, but it's something that it it was fresh in my mind. I had just come out of it and it had made an impact and it made an impact. And at the time when I read it, you didn't have any hobbies because you worked all the time. I mean, we didn't do anything outside of working and, um, and then you wanted to start this and I was like, whatever, nobody's going to listen. Like what? Our parents? I mean, really? (laughs) God love them. They still don't know what it is. <laughs> Not true. My parents listen, but um, your parents listen, but they always call it the wrong things, and I think I it's hilarious. It.
0: My my mom's like, you've got to you've got to hire me. I, ca- I can do one of those iPod things.
1: I know it's it's <laughs> so funny it. when she gets the terminology all mixed up. I absolutely love it. But um, so then you you came and you asked me if I wanted to start this podcast and um a. We could do it about Lost and, you know, all these things. And um, you talked about Ryan and Jen who were already doing a Lost podcast. And um, I think you actually wanted me to listen to an episode of theirs, but I don't know that I ever did.
0: I think you did. did I I? I, made, I made you sit down with the me not on an the couch. Entire, the not an yeah, entire not episode. wasn't an entire episode. It was just, yeah. I wanted you to hear what it sounded right. like and, and stuff like that. And I remember having it on the laptop. We sat on the couch. Okay. It was on our oriental little uh, yes. coffee table. Yeah. And I hit play and I said, here, listen to this. I think I may have got your attention for about seven minutes. Yeah,
1: you really um, didn't <laughs> keep my attention very long. And I have to tell you, I've been a podcast content creator for eight years. I just started listening to podcasts like a month and a half ago.
0: And she's <laughs> so, not kidding. And guys. I'm not
1: kidding. Um, it, it's, it's still very um, foreign to me to listen to a podcast. But um, so I said yes. But I wasn't really comfortable. Um, One thing that a lot of people don't know about me, I'm not comfortable with my own voice. I cannot stand to hear my voice back. Um, And so the thought that people would want to listen to me talk was like, really? I don't think so. Um, But we invited our neighbor, um, who was also a Lost fan, to record with us. And we did that for quite a while. Yep. Quite a while. um, And then... Um, Some things in her life changed. They had a new baby. And so she stepped aside and it became just the two of us. And um, once I got you to stop editing me, things went fine.
0: I did. I unfortunately edited Stephanie a great deal. And scripted. And, and scripted her and, and stuff like that. And when
1: I went off script, that's when he would edit me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anything that she read said that was not on the script i did edit
1: i love i love to tell people now if you go back and listen to those early days of the lost podcast and it's like all cliff or all cliff and rachel i was really opinionated that night
0: <laughs> a little
1: <laughs> because i only hit the cutting room floor then you might hear my name in the introduction and then i, I didn't say another word the whole episode
0: <laughs> pretty much i think there was only two episodes like that Right, I know. But uh yeah, it was it was crazy. Of course today I don't do I, any I try not to do any editing. Right. I don't I leave in the ums, I leave in everything. Yeah. It's it's it, we are who we are. And I keep
1: waiting to get an email from someone that says, Oh my goodness, I just heard one of those episodes.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like, Where's <laughs> Stephanie You weren't getting, were she, you? <laughs> she was at the beginning. I heard her say she was there. <laughs> and she yeah. says goodbye at the and
1: end. I say, yep. <laughs> so it, it was um, but so, so that's why I started podcasting with you. It was really just to um to invest in you to invest in our relationship right, and um make it something other than parenting and the exhaustion that when I mean, we had three young kids at the time um and two preschoolers and and an infant um. So to have something that we could do together that didn't include cleaning up a spill or changing a diaper or, you know. Right. So that's why I started podcasting.
0: So that's how you got involved. Now, the thing is, is this was still just a hobby for me. But you said before that, well, I didn't have hobbies before. Before, I just worked around the clock. And I did. did. I was extremely successful as an insurance agent. I made Lots of money. Things would come As and in, go.
1: Things would come and go. At that point, we had been married for um seven years, I guess. Right? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it all runs together. I'm a long need, time. Hold on, I'll do math here. It's oh, a long with my calculator. time.
0: I, I keep a calculator next to my microphone yeah. just for two
1: thousand five minus ninety six
0: minus nineteen ninety six. Two thousand five minus nineteen ninety six. There you go. Nine years.
1: Nine years. So we'd been married nine years at. The time and you'd had a lot of things come and go. You would, um, uh, do you remember? Bass you remember guitar? The bass guitar yep. and the amp that took up space in the living room you know, for a while. They, you know the thing and is though,
0: is it, it was totally worth it. Megan still remembers the Megan Pooh song.
1: Yes, I know, and hates it by the way. <laughs> so I'm just
0: she has she has fond memories yeah. of that. Song. Um, she does hate it, but she has fond memories. She
1: does. So, um, there was the bass guitar. There was, um, there was a wave radio and I mean all of these and it's funny because if you look back short wave radio but if you look back over the things that you bought in the course of our life it's almost as if everything was a step leading up to December of 2005
0: hands down
1: without a doubt I mean the the sheer amount of money that we spent on computers and All of these little gadgets that it can, but it can do this. And you were bored with it in like two months. So when you told me you wanted to podcast, I'm like, this isn't going to last long. I can hang out for like the two months that this fad will last.
0: Exactly. Cliff's going to do this. I had been
1: on this ride before.
0: Yep. (laughs) I can I can ride this wave. No problem at all. right. So that's exactly it. and and of course, we had we had an experience that most people don't have in podcasting. You can if you want to, but it, it only if you want to manufacture it. We didn't we fell into it. We happened to actually truly honestly and authentically be a fan of a television show that was popular with millions of subscribers or uh, viewers around the world. And as a result, we created a podcast and had thousands of subscribers right out of the gate, which we neither of us had any idea was coming.
1: No, um, I I still kind of like am in awe of the numbers of the people that listen to The Lost Podcast. Right. I mean, it was truly remarkable and um, out of the ordinary.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the thing, Steph, is... You know, I was working around the clock and then all of a sudden I started working around the clock, not at the insurance office, but now I'm working around the clock. I'm working less at the insurance office and working around the clock with podcasting, staying up until three and four in the morning. Answering
1: emails and doing research and catching all these screen captures and never saw you.
0: Never saw me ever. And Except for
1: when we were watching Lost and recording the podcast that went with it.
0: How, how, what was that like for you at that time?
1: Um, that was exhausting for me. It, it was exhausting for me to be, I was quite literally a single parent, um, during that time. It was, um, it was a lot of running. It was a lot of late nights because we couldn't record until the kids were in bed. Um, and, just the day to day things that it takes for me as what I was then a stay at home mom to run a house and then to, to try to be involved in, in this, you know, um, hobby with yours at night. It it was exhausting for me and I spent a good, a better part of four years, I think mentally asleep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So how on earth i mean how do you go from the fact that you you actually became what it, it, we had a there's a term in the podcasting community uh called a podcast widow
1: i was a podcast widow before that i was an insurance widow <laughs> right was. um but i i um i will say this i came from a home where my dad worked around the clock right um my dad and the, two of the hardest working men I know in my life are my dad and my husband. I know no other life. So for the fact that you were working all the time, that's something that I was used to. Like I'm, it was very accustomed to me growing up that you know dad wouldn't get home until nine or nine thirty. Um, sometimes later in the summer when it's light longer, you know, um, and then a little earlier in the winter unless he was working on. Um, unless he was working on a side job that kept him in the gr- So so the fact that you were working really wasn't that big of a like mental adjustment for me because it's something that I was already used to. Right. But um but then when you when you factor in the fact that I was doing all of the parenting with our kids completely alone and um and what did you ask me how did I get from that to what?
0: How did you get to that from, you know, supporting me in this idea of Okay. Of- Going into this full time.
1: Well, we had done the round the clock thing for a couple of years. Was it like two, a year and a half? It was maybe. a year and a half. And um, and I think I was, I was just exhausted. And I know I said four years, but that continues into actually starting this business. Um, because again, I th- then I was then I was um, a business owner widow. I don't know what you yeah. want to call me. I mean, really, it takes a lot to I'm start an a entrepreneurial business. widow. I now. was um, so. So we did that round the clock thing for like a year and a half and um, you it, it was becoming more and more miserable in our house because you were miserable during the day. You were only happy in those hours between, you know, 7 p.m. and 4 30 a.m. Um, but we couldn't see that because we were sleeping <laughs> and, and it got to be where it's got to be one or the other. You have got to make a decision. You've got to choose. You got to put your whole body in insurance or you got to put your whole body here make up your mind we can't do this anymore um i'm very i'm i'm very vocal when i when i can't take it anymore and i had a year and a half came my i can't take it anymore um and that's probably not true because in the fun in the beginning it was fun yeah so somewhere in the span of that year and a half it became not fun right and um and so for one week you quit podcasting
0: <laughs> I, I quit the wrong thing didn't I
1: and it was worse it was worse than when it was before it was miserable and um, and and you had asked me this last week and here's the thing because there is no there is like for me there was no thinking about it all the time or really um, I don't remember spending like hours and hours in prayer it just became a moment when I knew And um, I've always been told I have the gift of discernment. So if you want to say it was that, it was that, I don't know. But there just became a moment when I knew you need to do this full time. Right. We may sink, we may swim. I don't know, but we can't continue in the route that we're going. You're depressed. And I'm pretty sure it was coming into fall. So we were coming into that. um, I don't know if you've told your podcast answer man listeners that you struggle with that winter depression yeah (laughs) i've been um, very
0: open with that in the past Uh, you know i talk about it's like hey if you want to hear what things are going like uh you can listen to the dark days of december 2000 what was it 12 yeah that's what it was
1: that was just last year it was was 2010
0: yeah that's it 2010 dark Um, days of 2010
1: but um but so we were coming up on that time when i already know from being married to you for 10 years that you're going to go through this depression and um and so it just became it was just it was just a moment i don't re- i didn't mull over the words as they were coming out of my mouth i just said them and there was no taking them back once they were out because the light in your eyes was like maybe we'll swim <laughs> i don't know i'm thinking oh my gosh we're going to sink and you're thinking we can figure this out and um
0: and those words were you need to quit your job. You need to quit your you job. You need to you need to tell them tomorrow that you're doing podcasting full time.
1: That's what those words were.
0: And like twenty minutes after we had that this conversation. The
1: whole thing started on a second of insanity. Yeah. <laughs> That's it.
0: And and twenty minutes later we turned on the recorder and recorded an episode of Pursuing a Balanced Life. I think back then it was still called My, My Crazy, Crazy Life. life. And, which was fitting. Yeah, you know, and we we announced to everyone before I went into the office <laughs> the next day. Uh, we announced to our entire community of people out there listening that I was going to quit my job and give them a ninety-day notice the next day. Right. And I wanted to put that out because I was. I figured once I've told everybody else, there is no turning there's back. I wasn't right. going to be able to change my mind in the morning. Ah, uh, anyway. So that's that's the fun stuff. That is that is how Stephanie's side of it is. And and so I hope that's an encouragement. I want to actually share, with folks, um, you know, some tips on what they can do to get their spouse on board uh and and again for me i mostly are i'm talking to men whose wives really aren't in tune with what's going on what you know it's like wait a second i married this guy who had this awesome job you know that has this awesome future and now all of a sudden he's getting bored with his job and he's playing around with his hobby on the side and you know what the heck is this all about And they're thinking, you know, and they're listening to podcasts like Dan Miller and Michael Hyatt and Cliff Ravenscraft and Pat Flynn and all these other people, and they're like, "I think I can do this. I think I can do this." And their wife has no clue that they're spending hours and hours and hours every week being programmed with the possibility of actually doing fulfilling work that gives you meaning and purpose in life.
1: Right. And I think that one of my one of the greatest things for me was that I was involved from the beginning, and even when it was difficult for me upstairs um our, our house is split in two levels and so we have a very distinct upstairs is home and downstairs is work and so even though things were difficult for me upstairs downstairs i was involved from the beginning so i wasn't on that getting on the same page because i had always been involved
0: right and so the first tip and, and it's out of order but i think it's probably good to go there is and these tips are things that Stephanie and I came up with while we were having this conversation in the car one day when we were thinking about one of the talks that she's going to give in front of a large conference of people. Uh, and the first one is include her or include your spouse.
1: Absolutely. Um, they need to be a part. You know, I was asked by um, a friend of ours when we were in Dallas, you know, my wife is just not really getting it. What can I do? And I said, well, you need to include her. You need to um, his podcast is a collection of interviews. Interview her. Get inside her head. I mean, find out what's going on. Bring her to the conferences with you so that she can, which was funny for me to say because um, Platform was the first conference I had attended with you um, in that bigger scale. Yeah. Like I've been to pod camps, but that was the first, you know, really conference I had attended with you. But I said, you know, bring her on these trips with you. Let her be a part of what is going on. That is, that is the first step you can't have. And, and I felt funny saying it because I feel like on Family from the Heart, I'm always saying like, well, you know, you're over here doing your thing and I'm over here doing my thing. And then once a week we come together and talk about it. And it makes it sound like that's the only time our paths cross. And while some weeks when the kid's schedule is really busy, that can actually happen. I'm very involved in what's going on inside this blue room right now even if I'm busy doing my thing and Cliff's busy doing his thing, I'm following him on Twitter, I'm following him on Facebook, I'm I'm reading everything that he is, you know, every little email that he sends out, I get attached on. Um, if he ever sends you something from Basecamp, I get a, an attachment. I'm very involved in what's happening here. So I can be out there doing what the kids need me to be doing and still know what's going on here. Yeah, And so you have to, you have to, have her be involved in what you're doing. It has to be a team effort because that's what marriage is.
0: Exactly. And that's that, that's you know the that's the reality here. This is the reality is that when you and I got married, I I believe honestly we were called to be one. We were. And and that the two shall become one and as far as I'm concerned, we are one entity. We are we're not just a team. We are one. And, and that is one of my favorite podcast episodes we ever did, or actually it was a series that we did on family from the heart, uh, where we shared the five threats to, to marital marriage. oneness. Mm-hmm. And we got that from the marriage conference. Uh, who was that family, family life? life? today. Yeah. Weekend mm-hmm. to remember. Yeah. But anyway, it, I, I believe we are one. And that's the thing that I always, it's like, if I know something, I want to share it with you. I, if I'm experiencing something, I want to share it with you. And that's why I do include you on a lot of you know, copies on, on conversations that I'm having with people. If something's happening, if I'm reading something in a book and it's changing the way I think about something, I want to have that conversation at lunch with you or in a podcast with you or wherever. It's like, wow, this is this is radically impacting the way that I view this part of my life. And I share that and you're like, yeah, okay, I see that. And and yeah. sometimes it, it just helps to bounce those things off with you. Going back, you, you said that you've always been on board, but I do want to tell you that I don't think I did this intentionally with how do I keep my wife on board or stuff like that, mm-hmm. but this is just a natural part of me sharing my life with you and every part of my life with you. Back when we were doing this as a hobby and and all of a sudden some money started to come in, there there was a little bit of money coming in and we'll get into that in just a moment, but um, the reality is is I started to have this thought, wouldn't it be great if I could do this full time? And I actually shared that. Soon as that thought came to my mind, I'm like, I'm gonna share something with you, Stephanie, and, and I know this is never gonna happen. <laughs> but man, you know, people ask that question, if money were no object, what would you do? I said, this is what I would do all day. I would podcast, I would I would interact with people on Life online, I would take what I'm experiencing, and this is what I would do. If money were no object, this is what I do. And I would also share that with my audience, and here my audience i'm surrounded by these people i've never heard you know i've never really heard the word entrepreneur in my life until except for you know there was entrepreneur magazine and i always thought entrepreneur that's donald trump you know it, those crazy people you know okay but all of a sudden now in my podcast i have an, i have thousands and thousands of people around the world who are listening to me talk about my life and my desire and dream, this crazy wild dream that'll never happen, um, you know, of of doing podcasting as a living. And all these entrepreneurs who had been very successful start emailing me advice and tell me the the income streams I could do. I had people say, Cliff, if you want, here's my cell phone number, call me anytime. And I actually would take it up and I would call those people and I would have hour and a half, three hour long conversations and every single time i did here's one way that i included you i included you by telling you what those people were telling me mm-hmm. i shared i forwarded those emails to you so not only were they not only were they building in some sort of you know layer and foundation of a confidence that would come to follow later but it was it was laying a foundation of confidence that this is possible this is possible and every time i took that in i i shared it with you not intentionally Right. But it was just a part of us being one. Right. I wanted Absolutely. to include you on what's going on in my life, what's going on in my world. These people are telling me, Stephanie, that I can do this. These, This person for three hours told me on the phone, this is eight ways I can make a, mm-hmm. you know this amount of money. And so the reality is that was doing nothing to build up my confidence that I could do it. But it was building up, I think, your confidence beyond mine.
1: I think it was. and and here, I mean, if you want to go back a little bit further, um Cliff and I got married when I was eighteen. Um I had been eighteen for exactly seven days when I said that I do and that i would I would marry this man and love him and honor him. and um, about six months after that, he decided that he wanted to be a pastor, and I laughed. <laughs> and i laughed for a long time um not just at him but but at god because i didn't marry a pastor that was not what i um signed on for and i fought it and fought it and fought it for a long time and um and it, it made the first it made the first year and a half of our marriage very difficult because i wasn't um completely invested and there there came a point in that time where um you ever had that moment where your dad like sits you down and has a good talk with you, right? Well, God sat me down and he had a good talk with me, and he's like, listen up, you stupid little brat. Um <laughs> God said those
0: words to you. <laughs>
1: Probably not. That's my paraphrase of what he said to me. It was a long time ago.
0: You've been so, programmed way too yeah. much. Oh so my goodness. He
1: um j- seriously, it was just it was just a a time where um being reminded that um, okay. So I didn't marry a pastor, but I married Cliff. I married this man. And it didn't matter what his occupation was. I was I was called to be his wife, to be his support, to honor him, to love him, and, and to stand by him in whatever he wanted to do.
0: And to be one with him.
1: And to be one with him, even if that meant quitting his job with no idea how he was going to make money and feed our three kids. And um, And I pushed him off the cliff and jumped off behind him. I mean...
0: We were in it together. We were in it together. You guys, I I, I know I've said this in, in my story whenever I've shared it. And for those that are unaware of this, Stephanie says, listen, you have to quit your career in insurance. I, I need my husband. I don't back. even
1: think I called it a career. I think I called it your job. Yeah. It, it was no longer your career because you were um, no longer emotionally invested in it. it. It was just the job that you went to, to, to pay bring the home the paycheck and pay the bills. Um, I said, "You need, you need to quit your job. I need my husband back. Our kids need their dad back." Little did I know that would take like three years. (laughs) I I really thought it was going to be faster. But um,
0: wow! But
1: that's true, my friends. Unfortunately, I I said, "You know, we need, we need to be a family unit again, and um, and the way we're going is no longer working for us. This does not work anymore." And so, I bullied you into quitting your job
0: you did and you said uh, if and we're debt free at this yes. time minus our mortgage
1: we couldn't have done this had we not been debt free
0: that's true please Absolutely. take
1: that into note um you, which we have a line 5 is show me the money you, we couldn't have done this if we were still in debt
0: yeah so we were debt free minus our mortgage you said if we, if we need to sell the house and rent for a while that's okay that's mm-hmm. what we'll do
1: if i have to get a job that's what i'll do
0: yeah you were a stay-at-home mom at this time we had three young kids you said if i have to go out and get a job help pay the bills, then I will do that. I mean, it was just, it blew my mind how much you were involved in this. And, and so, um, the, the one thing that that if I look back, you know, I a lot of people ask me, they say, Cliff, you know, if you could go back and do everything over, you know, you had your option to do things over again, knowing what you know now, what would you do differently? And I keep telling people, I say, listen, I am who I am today because of the stupid mistakes and the good decisions I've made. Absolutely. I wouldn't want to go back and change anything. But that doesn't mean that I don't regret anything. I do regret a little bit the amount of time that I missed with my kids. Mm-hmm. Now, I. I am thankful that they're still young enough that I'm able to really can reconnect with them in a in a deeper way and and things are going extremely well today. Um but I, there's a little bit of regret there. I'm but I think it was necessary what I had to do to get here it, in some ways and some of it maybe if I would have trusted God a little bit more uh <laughs> maybe I would have found that it, it wasn't as necessary. But here's the thing there there was that where was I going with this? I don't know. Yeah, it's I
1: would sell the house quit um i'd go to work that's where you started from yeah
0: i don't i, I just lost it the, okay. there was the you know yeah mistakes oh you mistakes do would different? i do anything different and, and the, the one thing you mentioned thank you so much you're awesome see this is how we're one guys thanks i can't do any of this stuff without her just imagine how great podcast answer man would be if stephanie was here every week
1: and go over every week <laughs> exactly we so, both like to talk
0: yes we do So, But the reality is, is what you said, include your spouse, include your wife in coming to those conferences with you. Now, chances of you getting your wife to listen to the the same podcast you're listening to, eh, the same, you know, chances of getting your wife to read all the same books that are, you know, that are compelling and inspirational to you, probably bore her to tears, whatever the case may be. But see if you can't bring her or bring your spouse to these conferences and let them, be around the the environment of other people who are living a life different from the norm. Absolutely. And that leads to the second one that I want to bring up. And again, it's out of order here, Steph. But invest in relationship with other people who have already done it. And we don't have this written You're down. You're missing
1: with my list of things.
0: I know. But here, you know, I was thinking about this. I... I'm gonna to toss this out. I've we've never discussed this before, but I want to think. I want to me. ask. I I would like to propose to you and tell me if I'm wrong. I don't think you would have ever told me to leave my career in insurance and pursue or my job mm-hmm. in insurance and pursue podcasting full time if it had not been for Andy and Sarah Rader who had done it first.
1: You know, um, you're very much probably right. Um, it is. It is very. Um, it is very still um, crazy to me to think that the one person, other than my husband, that God has brought into my life to know me inside and out, to love me anyway, even on my ugly days, and my friends, I have some ugly days, and I'm not talking about my appearance, <laughs> um, has is, is on a very similar journey that I'm on. Um, Sarah is is my my dearest friend. Sarah is my sister. There There is no other way around it. And um, her husband um, started his own practice. He's a marriage and family therapist. Um, started his own practice just about a year before we started Ravenscraft Enterprises, I yep. think. And I when mean, we
0: met, we had a very similar thing. He had a career where he was mm-hmm. working for somebody else as an employee. Yep and and stuff like that he, they lived in a house very much similar to ours yep. in, the in the same neighborhood as us yep. and then he upped and left his career well, and start and uh, and, and a job and started his own yeah. career
1: and the funny thing about the uh, the very funny thing about this is we first met Andy and Sarah um, 12 years ago and um we would there there was a small group of us who were um we were new moms and we were trying to get to know people in our in our church and um we started a play group and so i was spending time with sarah several other ladies and their young kids and you would always say i don't get it like you guys have nothing in common i i i don't i don't understand your friendship because There's no, there's nothing there. Well, um, some things happened, and um, we were in, um, different seasons for for a time, and I guess about um, about ten years ago, it's been about ten years. Um, Sarah and I, um, she called and asked me if I wanted to go to lunch. Um, we took the kids. To a local restaurant that has a play area, and we sat and we talked for hours. We started doing that weekly, and um and we've been inseparable ever since. Um, and it's like it, it's kind of like all of your little gadgets you've bought all along the way. It was that foundation that God was building so that um, we could be on this similar journey together and have a support for each other.
0: And be- and the important thing here of this story is to realize that for Stephanie who has really never had any upbringing of this idea of this entrepreneurial journey. Nope. Dad worked for somebody, mom yep. worked for somebody, all the I mean all of this other stuff it's employee, employee, employee. And all of a sudden Stephanie's best friend says, "My husband is no longer going to be an employee. He's starting his own starting, business." Starting,
1: he's doing it himself. And yeah. you're in
0: a very 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 close relationship with her and you're actually getting to hear her side of the experience of mm-hmm. all the fears that are she's mm-hmm. having, and then all of all, thankfully, all the success, successes, absolutely, you know. And and here, next thing you know, their their home is up for sale. They're building their dream house or mm-hmm. whatever, and and all this other stuff, and it's like all of these, and so so for you, one of the things that helped is you were in a relationship with somebody else who was living and living out an entrepreneurial journey.
1: Yes. And then
0: over time, I was able to introduce you to Dan and Joanne Miller, which, by the way, not technically a conference, but equivalent to equivalent to back in uh, March 2011.
1: Absolutely. See, now, see, in that mind, it was in February. In my mind, that was a vacation. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that was fun. Um, I met some amazing people. We met. dan and joanne and david and paula foster um joel and and joel and pay and i mean some amazing amazing people on that um that that i was able to say well they did it (laughs) and um and I, i was already in i mean over my head so there was no going back um but to see people who did it and they still loved each other and probably loved each other like better or harder. I don't even know. I can't even describe what it was that just instant. I was attracted to them like a moth to a flame. It was. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: and, and so obviously Andy and Sarah were, is a relationship. Yeah. That, that we're very much invested in. Dan and Joanne Miller are wonderful friends of ours and they inspire us to no end. Yes. And and absolutely they, they're a team. They are one. Dan and Joanne are one. They are. And 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 same thing. You know, a lot of people think Dan this, Dan that, but Joanne is so much a part of everything that's going on there. Um David and Paula Foster, we met them and just how much and, and matter of fact, when they did their talk together on the cruise they talked about this idea of actually working together. That, that this is a good thing. Crazy now we people. had been working together, but we had never heard that this is a good thing. We right. we'd uh, only experienced that. Well, this our isn't the only best thing.
1: experience was that working together was not cool. Yeah. <laughs> and um and so to see someone come up and and talk about working together and it was it was Awesome. Yeah, and then
0: was. then in um you I was I introduced you since you're now listening to podcasts mm-hmm. I introduced you to Michael and Gail's podcast uh-huh. episodes together. Fantastic. On this, this is your life, and you got the opportunity to meet uh-huh. both of them at the platform conference. uh You had met Michael once before, just in passing at the Token Show mm-hmm. in Nashville, but um you got to meet them on a deeper level, which was great. And so. Step number two, invest in relationships with other people who are living out this journey together as a couple with other couples, with other people do start doing life together with these others, other individuals.
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, when we talked about, um, include her, we totally missed off on a big topic out of that is that don't force her to do the work that you don't want to do. Yes. That's not including her and will only build resentment.
0: Yes. And a backlog
1: of work that you'll have to catch up on later. (laughs) Speaking from experience. Yeah. Working on it now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There's this thing called a virtual assistant and it's not your wife.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs)
0: Keep your virtual assistants virtual.
1: Otherwise, your other lives will become virtual.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed.
1: So um, it was it. Yeah. Don't don't force her to do the work that you don't want to do. Not
0: cool. that's not what we mean by including her. If those jobs that you don't want to do, unless I mean, there there are some spouses that, man, that's what they'd love to do. You know, but but only include them in the things that they love to do. And for yourself, only only agree to do the things that you love to do. And delegate the rest out to other people who actually love to do those things. Absolutely. Although, with that being said, you still do help me with some things that aren't your favorite things to do.
1: But they got to get done.
0: But they got to get done. So,
1: I mean... That, 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 I mean, there are exceptions. Obviously, there, there are places where you're just going to find that work has to be done and somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Like the dishes, which still have yet to learn how to do themselves. Yeah.
0: Eventually, we'll hire somebody to do that.
1: I know. <laughs> Do you realize that they're going to have to live with us with all the dishes that we do? Yeah, that's not going to work.
0: We get Rosa from <laughs> Dallas to come over here. I, I'm I surprised told you. you
1: didn't bring her home with I you. I know.
0: Rosa was our server at the restaurant in Dallas and at the Omni Hotel. She was amazing. She was. Anyway. So sweet. I miss her. I know you do. <laughs> anyway. I
1: know you do. She doesn't put lime in your Diet Coke or I, I don't put lime in your Diet Coke. But um, so include her and invest in relationships with people who have already done it. Where do you want to go Next.
0: Uh, let's see here. Respect her fear.
1: Absolutely. Because just because she's scared doesn't mean she doesn't support you. There has to be a respect there. I think that um, one thing that I loved um, about the the first um, year and a half that we were actually doing this full time is that we were never... Like when I was down, you were up. And when I was up, you were down. We were never both down at the same time. Yeah. Um, emotionally and weighed down with how are we going to pay the bills and how are we going to do this? Um, we were never down at the same time. And I think that that is because we each had a pretty healthy respect for the other ones scared to death, tears flowing down the face. It really hurts my hand to sign this check. Like... The money is, is the money going to be there? Where is it coming from? You know, we really had a very good um, respect for each other's fear.
0: Yeah. And 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 that's something that, you know, f- how, how did we overcome the fear? I mean, it, I don't you know think?
1: that we overcame it. I think we just wrote it out and um, it, it became, I think, I think the year of fear um just naturally flew into the year of provision. And it was I don't know that we necessarily overcame it is that um, we we accepted it as um, a
0: reality as a
1: reality of the circumstance that we were in. And I, re- I still remember the first the first time we wrote ourselves a paycheck and one and neither of us cried <laughs> and um, and we laughed And we'd laugh together. And I think if you want to have a moment of overcoming the fear, it would have been that moment. Yeah. It would have been that moment when we wrote a paycheck that was, um, the business had already paid all of its own bills, um, had enough to write our paycheck and pay the taxes on that paycheck, which I think is some people don't really understand how much taxes come with writing yourself a paycheck. Um, but so Um, We paid the business bills. We wrote our paycheck. We had enough money to cover the taxes and the paycheck was enough money to cover all of our personal expenses. And we laughed out loud. That was like, that was that moment when we overcome the fear and we just said, you know what? God is good. Yeah. I think that might've been the moment I became not scared anymore too. (laughs) There's.
0: Yeah, and the funny thing is, is, is I want to say this it, just for me, the fear is still there from time to time. I know. As as I consider myself to be the one responsible for providing for the family is as, as sexist as some people may think that that is. I still feel that way. Um, And and so I I do still sometimes even with as much money as we make now, I'm thinking, well, is it going it to go
1: away anytime? Is,
0: exactly. This right. isn't like, you know, show up for X number of hours during each day of the week. And then at the end of the week, regardless of what your performance is, you get a paycheck. This isn't that kind of lifestyle. It's it's the one you perform and you you get paid. You don't perform, you don't get paid. Right. Um, And and there's a little bit more to it than that. But the one thing is, is that, you know, there's, there's no ceiling on my income like there was before. Right. And I can make as much money as I want to make. Exactly. Or I can make as little as money as I want to make. So um, anyway, so in, uh, so respect respecting, her, mm-hmm. respecting their fear. Definitely understand that it's real. And if you don't have it because you've been built up and confident as a result of all the inspiration and stuff, the reality is is that fear is still there for that for your for spouse. spouse. And Absolutely. so keep that in mind and respect it and 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 empathize with it. Mm-hmm. All right. The next one is show me the money.
1: Show me the money. Don't be like Cliff. All right. Don't start without any idea of how you're going to make some money. I mean have have like a little inkling of money. Um it was funny because we were trying to um when we were putting this together which I'm pretty sure we did like in the car and I can tell because the handwriting is so sloppy. I we were driving, you were driving while I was writing this and um and you said, "Well, there's got to be one more th- what what else is there? What else is there?" And I say, "Buy a Honda, Honda Pilot." Um <laughs> this year this year was the year that um that my dream came true and we bought our um, brand new Honda Pilot. And so that in that came, show me the money, show me the plan. There has to be a way to make money. Um, you can't just jump into... And I, I think that also ties into the fear um, a lot. Yep. you know, you, you can't just... Really, we didn't do it responsibly when we jumped in with no plan of how to make money at all. I mean... No, we still don't have a definite.
0: We don't have a business written.
1: plan. We still don't have. We have an idea of where we want to go, but it's not written down anywhere. I mean, it's not um, um, grafted out in a five-year plan or something. It it is.
0: It's on a whiteboard, <laughs> and then it makes it into a list of goals, right?
1: <laughs> and then it gets filed in the computer. Whether it gets looked at by Cliff again or it not, does. I don't know. But um, but I think I think that you know, show me the plan. Show me how we're going to make money. How are you going to do this? What is your idea of how this is going to work yeah. and then listen to her ideas and or their ideas and and how um, they think you can do this. And I, I said this to somebody this weekend um, or la- I call it the weekend, although we were gone for like five days and yeah, there was a weekend in there somewhere Um
0: our but trip to Dallas. W- while
1: we were in Dallas, um, I know I, I said to someone, um, we were talking about a certain um, thing in the business that happened that they knew about. And he said, well, I told him to talk to you. And I said, well, he did. And and I I said, that's a no-brainer. That, I mean, those were my exact words on this particular topic. That's a no-brainer. And I, the the great thing about Cliff and I in the way that we do our business is that he is a ponderer he will ponder on something forever and ever and ever. He will think about it and go over and over. And I'm a, I, I react on my gut. It, it is my first instinct. Um, it's not always right, um, but sometimes it is. And, and so we balance each other in that way. Um, so I, I definitely think that having your spouse's insight, because I don't know if all marriages are complete opposites like you and I, but I think a good portion of them are. Um, that your spouse is going to react in a completely different way than you would or it'd give you a different perspective, give you a different perspective. Right.
0: So absolutely. And, and the other things that I did, I, I do recall, um, you know, as we were doing this as a hobby, some money was coming in, there was this crazy different, you know, little things that we did with some advertising and, you know, we saw, you know, a couple thousand dollars come in here and there. And then, uh, We had an arrangement with TalkShoe. They had some VC money and they were paying people for downloads and bringing people to their service. And that was bringing in some significant income, which got cut off abruptly. But, uh, you know, it came and it went. And I started to do some webinars and people were paying me here and paying me there. and, And I had the inkling of ideas of what we could do. And I shared, shared them with you and, and turned out one of the things that I thought is we were going to create more content and we were going to have more advertisers. We're going to sign up with a network. We almost signed with a network and uh, we had the final contract all negotiated and the, my, the spirit within me just said, no, this isn't the right thing to do. And I, at the last moment, I sent him an email and said, listen, I, I can't sign this. I, yep. I, I can't explain to you why, but... I've determined that going independent <laughs> My and My wife's joining, gut said no. <laughs> it, it, this isn't the right thing. It's not right. And that company went bankrupt less than a year later. Right. So um, I, we we made some difficult decisions. So we, while we had the idea, some ideas of where the money might come from, we really didn't know. We really it was didn't all know. uncharted territory and it was a lot of. And for us, that's why it was important that we were debt free minus our mortgage uh, also, uh, you know we did have access to my pension. You know, mm-hmm. the worst thing you could ever do is take money out of your pension. We had access to that. so have done it twice. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, okay. but only once during yeah, this during this, this journey during this journey. But uh, the reality is is that, um, you know it, it, it was a it was tough to to do that. But every time there was some kind of positive influx of cash, anytime this hobby was generating some income, I showed that with you. I, sh- I shared it and, and reported on it. And if there was something bad that happened, I let you know that as well. And so when you, you went into this, you already had a realistic understanding of what we've been able to achieve with me just doing this part-time. Right, Man, if I had my really productive hours from nine to five, imagine what I could do with this. And, and there was the reality of all the other things the other people had shared. So certainly show me the money. The thing is, is being debt-free. The reality is, is I would say, man... If you can become debt-free and you got a well-paying job, build something on the side and get debt-free first.
1: Absolutely.
0: There are some people, and, and I've heard Dan Miller say this, and I would just recommend that you actually refer to Dan Miller's 48 Days to the Work You Love podcast. Um, and, but on his podcast, I've heard him say, you know, it's like sometimes it's like the quickest way to become debt-free is to actually make more money. And yeah. sometimes you're, you're just going to downright be more successful doing a job that you find fo- more fulfilling uh, than than actually trying to make more money at a job you hate. Absolutely. And now, with that being said, there's a whole lot of stuff that that goes into that. And and we're and and my recommendation is we've never left. If I've I've never left a full time career and pursued something at, at, like this as a full time career with having debt. Right. And so I can't imagine. I mean, it it was so difficult that first year without having any debt. Right that I can't even begin to imagine what it would be like if I did. And so we're not giving you any advice on what you should or should not do there. What we are doing though is telling you to show your wife the money, you know, show your spouse the money, show them that there is a track record that this is already generating X amount of dollars. And if I was able to spend this amount of time additional and by the way, and be real, but and, and maybe you need to actually come to terms if you think that, you know, it's like, gosh, if I could just do this during the day, that's all it's going to take Uh, uh-uh. because it's not just bringing in the same amount of money. But like Stephanie says, you know, 30 to 40 percent taxes on top of that, you, you, you've got to make more money than what you're making now, 40 percent right. more. Than what you're making now to make ends meet absolutely and so it's not just you know giving up that nine to five job and then nine to five is what you're going to do and that's one thing i've seen entrepreneurs try or these people trying to do they think i can just work eight hours a day and build a business i don't know anybody that's done it
1: neither do i
0: so you know the show them the money
1: Rome wasn't built in a day <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and stuff like that. So anyway, show them the money. The last thing, the, the, the fifth, what are the five tips that we've shared so far?
1: Okay, um, so include um, include your spouse. Invest in a relationship with others who have already um, gone before you, who, who have already jumped in and done it. Um, respect her fear or their fear. Respect their fear. Um, show me the money. And the last one, and the most important is... is is to pray together, is prayer. Ask ask her to pray for you, you pray for her, pray together about the business. Um, because as you grow closer to what God's will is for your life, you will inevitably grow closer together. There is no other way. You are either, you are in a marriage, you are either working towards oneness or you are working towards isolation. And the only way to fight off isolation is, well, not the only way, but the most important way to fight off isolation is to pray together.
0: Yeah, it, it, it is. It Faith is a very big issue for Stephanie and I. It is a very p- big part of our lives. And we do believe that as each of us individually make a commitment to grow closer to God, we ultimately, inevitably, will ultimately grow closer to one another. And that's how we become one. And Absolutely. so it's not... So, so I'm going to suggest to you, we drew you in under five tips, how to get your spouse on board with your entrepreneurial journey. And for those of you who are uh, people who are members of, you know, people of faith, I want to suggest to you that it's not about getting your spouse on board with you. It's about both of you getting on board with what God has designed and Absolutely. desires for you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So there you go. That's it. That is it. Stephanie, we have recorded the longest podcast Answer Man episode. You're welcome. In history. (laughs)
1: That's how I do things.
0: I love you. And I just want to say that in front of everyone, I am so thankful for including yourself in what I'm doing. I thank you for your prayer, for your support. Thank you for believing in me before I believed in myself and thank you for pushing me out the door and making me do this you're welcome and your faith I, I really appreciate it
1: you're welcome I've said many times this is the um, it, it was the it's the biggest step of faith I've taken in my life um, up to that point and probably since um, I think maybe God knew I needed a break for a minute <laughs> <laughs> but um, you're you're welcome Awesome. Absolutely.
0: And Stephanie will be at new media expo I will. in January. So come see, I'm including her in this conference. And uh, if you want to come meet Stephanie, the, 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 great woman behind all the stuff that I've been able to accomplish, I could not have done it without her. I encourage you to come to new media expo in January to meet her. She will actually be sitting in on two different sessions, uh, how to grow a loyal fan base and community around your podcast and what's the other one that you're on
1: it's about um, fan podcasting oh yeah podcasting on yep I don't know the title of it. I'm sorry. I'm really bad at this stuff.
0: It's how to create a successful fan podcast about around your favorite TV show, movie, or book series. Yeah, and
1: when I say I'm really bad at this stuff, I mean remembering the titles of these really long. Like I would, I would choose a title much shorter. (laughs) Totally, you can tell that these titles were chosen by men. No offense to the men that I'm speaking with on these panels, but um, yeah, I'd go for something much much more condensed. Mm -hmm. But um, I would just want to take this. I would just say I love you and thank you for um, an amazing life, an amazing journey that that we're on together and, um, you know, my Honda Pilot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And my new house.
1: And my new house. Awesome. Yes.
0: And I want to say thank you to uh, some pretty special people, the folks behind rightywilliams.com and startuppodcast.net. Those two individuals who are, who have used my Bluehost affiliate link for signing up for the Bluehost account and of course I get a very generous commission when you do that if you want my thoughts on hosting for your podcast and your media files head over to podcastanswerman.com slash hosting for more details and also my final podcasting A to Z online training course starts this coming Monday
1: final of the year
0: final of the one of 2013 thank you see I I need her she needs to be here every week anyway um, final one of the year is coming up this Monday, November 18th, there's still time, even if you hear this within the first week of the course. Go to podcastingA2Z.com. Until next time, everyone, I encourage you to take everything you do in your life to the next level.
1: Helping you to get the- It's man.